Hello, hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo coming at you, and I am so thrilled. We're on episode 29. It's just flying by, and um, I'm excited for this one, no doubt. Before we get started, though, make sure you're getting on that Twitter, and you're going to at SpinThoughtsPod, and you're hitting the follow button. Uh, I'm, I'm digging talking to everybody, and uh, I like to do more just outside of these recordings. So, uh, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, make sure you're subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, all that jazz, and uh, let's become friends. So, as I had mentioned, we're on episode 29, and I've got an amazing guest here with me today. I know there's a ton of people out there super stoked to hear from him. So everybody, help me in welcoming Mr. Colin Rigsby from Vespertine. Colin, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Angelo? How are you? Ah, man, I'm feeling good. I'm on my second big ass cup of coffee. Um, so the <laughs> I'm energy... still on my first, but I have plans <laughs> to make another one as as we chat. Nice, good. Yeah, d- put it down the hatch. Um, we're gonna be chatting for a little bit, and the energy, at least, um, the the caffeine on my end is gonna be flowing. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining me here today, Colin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to dive right into things because there's a lot I want to cover with you. You have a lot going on, and that's obviously a good thing. So the first thing that I really thought was quite amazing, and I thought it was a great way to start the pod, was in January of this year, you released mm-hmm. a video for what we could have been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it featured yep. over 150 clips from your amazing fans. Um, it's it's an amazing song. The, the video is just an incredible idea. How did you come up with it? Um, actually, it was a fan that came up with it. Oh, wow. I, like, I've been, you know, uh, able to be so connected with everybody. Uh, uh, like you were just saying, like on Twitter and stuff, it's super helpful. And I always have my DMs open and everything. And I don't get to everybody, but it's cool to just be able to chat. And there's a, uh there's been you know some people that have been kind of along uh for a while now that i've just you know kind of gotten to know just from all their replies and um so and they are all super eager to be involved and that's rad and so um uh, a fan from uh austin who's uh had the idea she's like let's just kind of try to get everybody else or, or i think her idea was that uh we She's like, everybody already does such great like fan art and stuff. So right. we should try to kind of find a way to uh, resource people's uh, skills and stuff like that and kind of include it in a video. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like uh, I kind of just told everybody to do uh, whatever they thought, mostly lip sync, but like also, right. you know, throw in something creative like dance or run around, whatever, like something, you know, paint, draw. Do something fun, silly, creative, cool. There was a, so, a clip of this one girl who had, like, there was a wall of graffiti with your lyrics on it. Did she actually yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. She, that's the one. She's the one that came up with the idea. So oh, man. That was right so there, awesome. Smack in the middle. Yeah, because it's a cool, cool part to feature. Um, it looks like, I, I haven't really spoken to her about it much, but I, it looks like it's kind of a wall that gets painted on a lot. So yeah. Her, and some friends went out and painted all those lyrics on there, which it just looked awesome, kind of over top of all the other graffiti. Yeah, it really was uh, quite the amazing visual. And and with, with this digital age that we live in, I mean, coming up with these kinds of ideas to really engage, sometimes 
you know, we get desensitized. The fans get lost in the process. Um, but you're doing a great job of engaging them and, and really incorporating them as, as a family. Um, we're going to talk more about Thanks. your fans. Um, I have a few questions around that. Um, but before we jump into that here, uh, what's the reception been like overall? Not just like from you have your hardcore fans and there's a lot of them, but what's the reception to the video been like overall? Um, really good. I mean, like, of course, everybody that uh, did it is thrilled to like see themselves be a part of it. And unfortunately, there was a few like that I didn't get in. I tried my best to put every single clip that I got in. And yeah. You know, I tried to make it super accessible. Like we said, like it's awesome. Like technology allows us to do so much stuff. And so I was like, you know, literally anybody with a even a shitty phone can take a <laughs> video of themselves. Right. And I I made that clear. I was like, it doesn't matter. Just like get it on tape and I'll make it, you know, look cool. And so that was the goal. And I got a lot. And um, yeah, so um I forget the question now. <laughs> I think you answered it. You're good. So, uh, and and you kind of even answered another question I was curious about. You did basically this whole project. Your fans obviously sent you the material, but you yeah. edited and sliced and put it all together yourself, right? Yeah, I did, which is cool. That was like such a cool part of it was to like uh, see everybody's faces over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. And to go through all the cool stuff they did. Um, oh, that's what I was saying was how... Uh, there were some clips that like didn't make it just a few, but I managed to get almost everyone in there. Um, and I felt bad about the ones that didn't, but oh, that was your question was the response. Like yeah. the response has been great. Um, and seeing, uh, I think it's cool. Like people see how much fun everybody else is having sort of in a way. And like, Oh, that's like, what a fun thing to do. And a lot of people also kind of regret it if they like didn't send right. in something They're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, I was like too nervous to do it. I didn't feel like doing it. And uh, then they really wish they did. And so I think the video just showcases like how fun it can be when you just kind of put yourself out there and do something a little Drop your guard or, a little bit. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. And, and, and so, yeah, yeah. It was but, yeah, a great it was way fun for putting it all together. Yeah. And it was a great way for not just your fans to connect with you, but a great way for you to connect with your fans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying, like going through all these clips, like I, and then since then going and playing shows since uh, doing that video and then seeing so many of them at shows, right. I'm like, oh, I feel like I know you so well because <laughs> I saw your face like a hundred times over the past week. So that's been really cool. Yeah, it, it definitely made me feel more connected. So your fans, as, as I was referencing just a couple minutes ago, um, they're, they're really quite amazing. I, I come in contact with a ton of bands, a, a ton of fans, and, and they all seem very different. Even if like they, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the band encapsulates their energy, their aura, their soul. Your fans go by the moniker Vesper Team, uh, you know, <laughs> which is great. Um, how did that start? Um, the term Vesper Team started when I was trying to start like a street team. And I thought it would be a, a cool name to name it the Vesper team. But then I didn't want to, there were so many people and I didn't want anybody to feel like left out of some sort of exclusive team. And so now I just have like the street team, but then I will call everybody who is here, anybody who is following and listening and coming to show, like they're all on the team. Yeah. Everybody is a part of the Vesper team and it's all just us, uh, 
It's a big happy family together and yeah, enjoying music and talking and making art and stuff. So, so, and, and on that topic still, you know, you have like different Vesper teams established in different cities and states and even countries. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's been overwhelming looking at all this on Twitter and, and um, (laughs) we'll talk more about their involvement with this episode, but how, how do these groups start? Like, do you approach them? Do they approach you? Do people, certain people run them? Yeah, they have all taken their own initiative, which is awesome to see. Like people love to be a part of things. And, uh, you know, this is the thing I'm a part of. Like I'm, uh, just, I kind of feel like a compulsion to make music and make art. And so this is the thing I'm a part of. And then other people, uh, have the compulsion to uh, be a part of it too, which is cool to see. And so everybody's just taking their own initiative and been proactive and being like, Hey, I want like to kind of claim ownership of my city or yep. my state or my country and kind of be the one to organize, uh, you know, maybe a get together or, you know, when I'm coming to play a show in Michigan or something, they'll kind of help uh, contact all the people that are uh, on there that, that follow that account and uh just make sure everybody gets all the information for shows and stuff like that and so it's just yeah it's just a cool way to have everybody it's so uh, kind of feel a part of it in their in their place too yeah and you know again talking on social media you know you have facebook ads twitter ads like you have such impersonal approaches to getting information out to people about the music or shows this is just such an organic way uh and approach and i think that you know that speaks to why your fans are so dedicated and yeah and eccentric. it really is yeah i mean i I feel like that's the best like you think about all the music you listen to or things you get into really like so much of it is just word of mouth like it's very rare that i'm like see like a what a, an ad before yeah. a video on YouTube. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sold. You got me. Yeah. I'm in. Like, Not usually it's like, a, it has to come from a credible source, which is somebody, you know, and they right. suggest it to you. And yeah, that's literally how, um, uh, this, you know, fan base has grown and, uh, it's just everybody kind of spreading the word. And I'm, I, I count on that and that makes them a, a central part of the Vesper team. And they, We'll take flyers and go to other shows and try to spread the word and be like, hey, I think you'd really like this. And then yeah. they end up making friends. And yeah, it's just it's a cool way other than just traditional uh, press and promotions. So. And and really, that's how I got introduced to to you and Vespertine and um, and how we're on the pod right now together is one of your fans approached me and, and suggested that. You know, we talk and meet and, and they just they it seems that they really love different mediums and platforms to, to, to get yeah. to know you more. And we're going to talk more about your fans in a segment coming up here in a little bit. Um, but they're really amazing people. And I'm glad we got to talk to them here uh, for a while. So uh, mm-hmm. m- moving on now on February the 17th. Correct me if that date's wrong, but I think it's right. February the 17th. You have your first headlining hometown show in Columbus, Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, can't wait to to see what it's like. Maybe I'll even make the trip. I'm not far here in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It where is it at? And and who uh, else is joining called, you? Uh, it's a place called Rumba. It's here in Columbus. It's a cool little club that I played a few other times uh, in the past, and um, it's a great little spot. And it's here right in Columbus, like in the short north kind of, or not short north, uh, Clintonville kind of mm-hmm. area. And uh, yeah, it's a cool place, and I'm super excited. I've been just kind of trying to make some plans to make it special, and it's kind of a jumping-off point of like what 
the, the shows coming up this spring and stuff can be. Um, and we're working on some new, new things, uh, new songs and new music to kind of put in there as well. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. So this could be the catalyst to a lot of really good stuff for Vespertine, huh? Yeah, it feels like a cool, uh, uh, maybe a cornerstone or like a milestone, I think of like, uh, it's just going to feel real special. There's a lot of people coming from lots of different cities and States and, uh, just coming all this way to see it. Cause they feel like it's special too. Like, uh, yeah, I've opened up so many shows around here in yeah. Columbus uh, over the past. I've only been playing shows for a little over a year and, uh, you know, this is kind of the first, one that's kind of all all vespertine and yeah uh, we've got two other cool columbus bands playing one's called clubhouse and the other's called jetty bones and uh, we're stoked to have them too it's gonna be a fun night <laughs> awesome can't wait uh to hear more about that um oh you will <laughs> nice um so um are there any other bands in the columbus area that you really dig or a part of the scene alongside with you anybody um that we should know about uh, you know, I feel like I'm just getting into the Columbus scene, really. Um, yeah, there's some some great talent coming out of here. Um, there's a band we played with not too long ago called The Receiver. It's two brothers, and they play some amazing kind of progressive rock. Kind of, You could call it prog rock, but I yeah. wouldn't quite take it that. Because it's more pop. It's got good pop elements. It's almost like... like a, like Blonde Redhead, you ever hear them? It's I'm not super familiar. Okay. Um, it's really cool. They're awesome. Um, we're we're playing again, or at least I think we are. There's a band called Damn the Witch Siren from here. It's a guy and a girl duo, and nice. they play some cool uh, synth pop stuff. Um, there is there's a bunch. I mean, I could keep Columbus. Yeah, is there's a, a great cool city. scene. Yeah, like lots of talented people, and I think. I think we're like the city itself. We're kind of small enough to kind of, it's not overwhelming, right. you know, like, and that's just kind of how the city is in general. Like we're, we're big enough to have like awesome arts and culture uh, and city life, but not so big that it just feels like uh, what's the hope of standing out. So like anybody that's, you know, pretty decent is is doing a good job of like making themselves known in the scene. Oh, there's a band called Digisaurus that's really cool. They're from here. Does it does well. it help to have like the university around to like really bring in a diverse group of people and talented individuals? Do you do you play off of that college vibe at all? Maybe I'm not aware of any like college bands that are coming out of OSU. I think there's a lot because there's another. There's like Capital University, which is uh, a great school, and then Otterbein University, which yeah. uh, is another great like liberal arts college. And I think a lot of people come out of there and then kind of start uh, yeah. some projects because you know I'm sure students don't have all the time in the world, but that's when they're getting inspired. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. I'm gonna make something happen when I get out of this place. So, yeah, you got. Yeah, I think that love that youthfulness. Yeah, I, I think it definitely lends itself to. Uh, some talented people coming out. So on the topic of, of your upcoming gig again on the 17th of this month of February, uh, I wanted to talk about your live performance. You have a, a, in my opinion, a very unique approach to it. Um, I was really enjoying watching, um, some video of, of you playing live. I, I mean, 
basically when you're playing full band, I, I know you do some acoustic stuff and whatnot, you're typically behind a custom mix of acoustic and, and electric drums. Why have you gone with yes. this approach beyond the answer of you being clearly a drummer? Why have you gone with that approach? Um, when I was recording the EP uh, back in, I forget when it was, end of uh, 2015 maybe, uh, or summer, like I was, I just kind of dove into it and I didn't really know, I didn't really know what the music was going to fully be like. I had an idea cause I had the songs written, but, um, I just didn't know like production wise and then live, like what it would be. And so at first I was kind of trying to, uh, I was sort of limiting it by, uh, thinking too much about what it would have to be like live and how I would execute it. And so I kind of stopped doing that. I was like, just, just going to make it what it is make the music the best that I can and then figure out how to play it later. Yeah. So the whole process of recording, I didn't quite know. I was kind of figuring it out as we were going. Um, and I was like, I could play cause I can kind of, I, I can play guitar decently. I can sort of fake keys a little <laughs> bit. And I knew, you know, of course I knew I was going to be singing and then I could play drums too. And so I didn't really know. So it kind of just, I don't remember the exact moment, but I was just like, maybe I could just, you know play the drums still but like in a different way and still be the lead guy and yeah um still uh just make it work so and it felt like a cool enough like unique thing to do that wasn't you know it's not like a gimmick but it's just like hey this is a little different than other people do it and yeah. i have a great compulsion to buck trends and be a little different uh to stand out you know so, i really love it i think it's great um thanks yeah for sure now do you see it changing in the future do, do you see um, it always being like this i see it uh sort of like I, I think i'll always play the drums somehow um because i just really enjoy it and so i, I think i'll definitely always do that i don't know if i mean i would love to play some other instruments like i, I do love playing guitar i wouldn't mind just throwing on a guitar for a part of a song or something like that. And I've considered how to make it work, but like I said, I'm still playing shows and kind of figuring out like what that looks like and what I need, what I don't need, what, what works, what doesn't work. And so I think it will evolve of course. And, uh, I just, I finally now have like a, a wireless. I just went all full wireless for my shows now uh, before I was kind of tied down with like some in-ear cords and a microphone yeah. cord and, I am now fully wireless, so I, I feel a bit of freedom there. I'll have You've to cut the cords over the next the next few shows. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Uh, yeah, so it, I, I, I see that evolving things. Yeah, it's it's cool though because we become like so accustomed to like the the structure of a band. You don't really think of like the, almost the psychology behind it. You know, like you think that. Um, yeah. It, it it just I think that has you know an impressive way of, of getting people just even engaged initially um, to, to checking you out just by changing up that norm of not being up, you know, in front with a guitar slung over your shoulder or just holding a mic. I mean, yeah. being behind and standing, you know, cause you have yeah. drummers like, you know, the drummer of under oath um, mm -hmm. sang and, and did his thing sitting yeah, down, yeah. you know, behind the kit, you know, like a normal drummer would, but you are like standing <laughs> and, it's just a really cool way to go about it. I really like it, and, and I, would, I would like to see it keep doing it because it's uh, very different. 
I'll um, definitely keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. If 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 not for you, do it for me. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do you have the same people filling in on the other instruments when you play or tour? Does it change? Mm -hmm. How do you pro uh, go through that process? Yeah, it has changed and evolved uh, over the past. Like I said, I'm still kind of figuring out what works and who who's in it, who who wants to you know play. As we're playing a lot more, there's you know a lot more scheduling and shows and stuff. And so yeah, I've got a core group of buddies that have been. Uh, in and out playing uh, shows uh, here and there and they've been awesome and yeah so same you know lots of uh, talented peeps from around here that I that I know that are uh, into into performing so that's been fun. Vespertine really is you you know this is your project this is your you know this is your yeah. musical um, approach do you do you see it being I, I had a lot of questions from your fans we're gonna talk again a little bit more about that here in a moment but I had a lot of questions just about basically do you see Vespertine becoming like a solid act of individuals not just you that consistently um, create and perform music um, I started it as wanting it to be just me mm. um, probably subconsciously or maybe a little consciously because I played in another band for a very long time that was like a rock band and it was four guys and it was all very, very collaborative and we all uh, were a part of it and we all were songwriters and we all wrote the songs together and we did all the planning together and everything was, uh, you know, very democratic and uh, a group effort. Right. And so this time around, I just, because I was so unsure of what, it was going to look like at all musically performing wise. I just kind of wanted it to be my thing and whoever else could come along and play along. Awesome. And you can be a part of it, but yeah, at the core, like I'm writing all the songs um, and doing all the other work and stuff. So yeah, at the core it's me. I, I don't, I can't even say if that would evolve, but yeah. I feel like I've kind of already established uh, that like I am Vespertine, I guess. Now you referenced it. Um, and, and I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but just while it was kind of mentioned the, the band that you've been in for a while jamming outside of Vespertine is that house of heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still jamming with them? No, we're not really anymore. I mean, we, we didn't officially break up, but we put out an album, I don't know, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, that was kind of like, we knew it would kind of be one of our, our last efforts for a while. Just we're all doing different stuff. and But we didn't want to, you know, call it quits. But we were just like, yeah, we're probably not going to really be doing a whole lot. We all just have other stuff going on. And Is we, that we, what yeah, we inspired for well you? Over... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, a little bit. Because, yeah, we, we'd, we'd played for over 10 years together and yeah. did quite a bit of touring. And, um, and then once we kind of slowed down, yeah, that is what kind of spawned my uh, urge to keep making it. I, I kind of tried to like consider and embrace not, uh, doing music in the same way. Yeah. Like, and uh, it is very so, different. Vespertine is very yeah. different from house of heroes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Stylistically. And, um, I, but th that was kind of the absence of playing shows is kind of what made me be like, I got to do something. And yeah. So that is why I started it. Once uh, artist and musician, always one. You can't you can't get away from it. Um, I literally, yeah, I kind of had to come to that. I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I can't can't not do this. You'll drive yourself mad, you know. That's I play in yeah. a bunch of bands uh, myself. Nothing too serious, but 
the you know with, just like with me my passion for music is just it's constant and and that's why i created this podcast uh, we've only been around since nice. october of 2016 and uh it's, oh, cool. a, it's a great outlet and and again i'm thrilled yeah. to have you on for episode 29 now um in 2015 then um vespertine mm-hmm. released the self-titled ep right mm-hmm. yeah how long had you been working on that material um, I worked on it with uh, my buddy Jesse Kale, who's uh, my producing partner, and he plays keys uh, with me as well. Um, we started that over the summer, I guess, or maybe even spring of 2015. We, you know, both of us had other stuff going on, and so we would just find a couple days a week to work on it uh, over the summer and stuff. And um, yeah, and then I think it came out at the end of September or, or October. Uh, in, in 2015 and uh yeah that was the timeline of that what influences whether it be other music bands artists or life experiences inspired the tracks and, and the ep is there anything that you can really put your finger on um um like i, I feel like it was kind of just a big like like i said in, in house of heroes it was all very collaborative writing and uh, we would all come up, you know, with ideas and stuff. And so I had so many ideas, but I just never was able to fully explore and like uh, flesh out from beginning to end a lot of song ideas that I had lyrically and musically. And so it was cool to be able to do that. Uh, where it came from, uh, I think it was just 10 years of uh, just traveling and uh, live in life and uh, and then like musically I listen to so much stuff like a pretty wide variety stylistically and it, I think if you because I kind of considered like maybe keeping one song off the EP or just putting out four and then I like I felt like all the songs were quite different from each other they from are. one another and they might have a hard time standing on their own if like they almost wouldn't make sense not being on the EP together because they're so different, if that makes sense. It does. Like they, they belong together because of their diversity. I, I was, um, as I was doing my uh, research on you, Colin, um, I came across a uh, podcast that you did in early 2016. Um, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I'm trying to remember it. Maybe you can help me out here. Um, oh, was it the graphic sound? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, he's That's a buddy of yours, right? Yeah, that's Brandon Reich. He's a, a digital designer here in uh, Columbus, actually. And he, yeah, I've known him for a long time. He uh, played in uh, some other bands and stuff, and then he's been doing graphics for a long time. He's a super talented artist. A topic that he talked to you about in that podcast uh, was the diversity of songs in this EP, which mm. I, I really agree with. It, it's um, you showcase a, a lot of different unique talent um, and just um, song structure and approach. And, and he, he was saying how sometimes, and for me, I, I actually think it's more times than sometimes that's what he and, and I and others seek out, you know, for the longest mm. time, EPs, LPs, you know, there was supposed to be, you know, again, going back to like certain structures that existed in music, there is supposed to be a certain theme and, and, and a f- mm-hmm. fluidity to it. Um, it. Of course, that exists in your music. There is a consistent structure to it, but you do really elaborate on 
on a lot within the songs. Is that intentional? Um, is that just, you know, does that just show how broad your spectrum of music is? <laughs> you know, I think uh, part of me was maybe a little insecure about it or unsure about it being like, am I not focused enough or something? <laughs> or do I, do I not have like the right sort of, uh, it felt like, Oh, I don't have this like nailed down to a place. Like I don't have, I don't have an idea of what this is or what the vibe is or where this is going. And that felt kind of, uh, iffy, but really I've, I've been embracing that ever since. Like, I think it's a good thing to not be so predictable. Yeah. Or, that's a good way um, to put it. Yeah. Like I, I, I would never want, well, I, you know, I'd want people to recognize, uh, my music wherever it is, but not in the sense of like, oh yeah, this sounds like all the other songs. Well, yeah, it, it almost reminds me and, um, just go with me on this for a second. Um, it reminds me of like the approach the Beatles had, um, hmm. you, they're one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, how can't you love for them? Sure. But you know, yeah, they're so- after like their initial couple albums and whatnot, which were all very predictable and, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, once they really embraced their creativity, I mean, you, you have, you know, albums like the White Album that not one single song sounds like the other. Yeah. And it, it almost totally. sounds very incoherent to an extent. Um, yeah. But again, you have to embrace that um, creativity. And, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from your approach, too. Is is there any any conscious effort behind that? Like, like I said, like the Beatles had that approach, other bands have, um, or like, well, you were... I, yeah, I really appreciate you comparing me to the Beatles. That's, <laughs> that's great. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Hell yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally know what you mean. And I, I mean, I grew up on the Beatles for sure. That was never something, you know, I was not nearly as analytical of, you know, someone's songwriting or production back, uh, you know, when I was like a preteen and started listening to the Beatles, like, but now I can see that as we, you know, as I discuss it with somebody else who notices the same thing. But they uh, say that yeah. best was the fifth member. Maybe it was you. <laughs> you know, I remember vividly like going on car trips, like with my family and we just literally played every Beatles album the whole trip. And so, and we would like, like my parents are musical and stuff. And so, my mom was like a vocalist and so we would just like sing along and harmonize and stuff like that. And I think that played like such a huge part in my, uh, song writing and song, uh, just how I approach music. Like those, those times were for sure. And, uh, but yeah, as far as, uh, it being a conscious thing to be so dynamic and make things different from each other, it's not super conscious except for I'm, consciously not limiting myself in any way nice. and i'm consciously trying to uh always explore like never being so definitive and I've, it's kind of been a principle of my life too over the past few years it's become just like don't be so sure about yeah. anything <laughs> you know like uh always be open even if you think something that somebody else presents is total shit right off the bat like don't don't poo poo it uh just (laughs) be open you know even if it is like because i i'm kind of a perfectionist and i'm kind of uh impatient sometimes and so i want things to be like just badass right away 
Yeah. And so I have had to apply that uh, principle to myself to be like, you know, just take things for what they are then think about them, analyze them, you know, like there's nothing so precious that I'm going to, uh, uh, that's going to sway me either way. I just want to be open to, to what's best for the song. What's, you know, so yeah, that's my approach. I, I dig it. It's, um, I think again, going back to like your fans, I think that that's part of what attracts them to you because, um, and that's why people love and need music in their life because it gives them, um, inspiration and outlets to to deal with life and 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 i like the approach uh and the mentality behind uh vespertine uh now cool. that, that self-titled ep do you have a favorite track off of it well like because they're so different no i can't like we're, <laughs> that's kind of a part of it is like you know I, I like each one in a different way uh i think i go through phases as which one is like funnest to play live yep. like uh you know uh drinking from an empty glass is more of a slower one that you might not think is like a great live song, but it's, I love singing it. It's a really yeah. fun one to sing because it's just got great vocals. And uh, so that's fun. And then uh, any, uh, you know, the ones that we just get to kind of jam out on, like in a more aggressive way are, are a lot of fun because there's just a lot of energy there. And then the ones that are kind of a little more sentimental or have like a more melancholy vibe. I like too, cause I, I just like to kind of get lost in the in the feelings of it, you know. Absolutely. Now, uh, I agree with the, you know, dynamic uh, sounds on the EP. There's a lot of songs that really even just even depending on your mood that that kind of speak to you. But um, for me, at least as of right now, while we're talking, a song that really spoke to me that I really uh, dug was Inhale and Hold. So, mm-hmm. uh, Colin, what we're going to do right now, if you're cool with it, is I'd like to play for all your fans in its entirety, Inhale and Hold. What you think? Cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. So uh, I know you're going to enjoy it, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but let's hear it a million and one. Um, I'm, I'm so happy to play it here on episode 29 of the Spinning Thoughts podcast. We have Inhale and Hold by Vespertine. Enjoy. I look up to the sky and I see the Like a soul lost in the sea I just soak in the cosmic debris I look up to the light above my bed I feel a naked void inside my head Cause I don't
So that was Inhale and Hold by Vespertine. It is uh, one of the tracks off of the self-titled EP that I'm really digging right now. Um, Colin, anytime I play a song uh, on the pod, I like to just see if there's anything that you want to add about the song, the writing process, the meaning behind it, just to give a little bit more insight. Huh. Uh, that one, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I like wrote it on piano, which, like I said earlier, is not my... It's like my tertiary instrument. It's <laughs> definitely not, I'm not proficient at all, and I can just kind of make up chords. But it was kind of a cool, definitely a different type of song than I have written. I think, actually, you know what? Uh, a, a small influence, I think, came from a band called Yonsi. Have you heard of them? It's no, I haven't. Iceland. It's oh. it's the guy from Sigur Rós. Oh, my Lord. No way. Yeah, so Huge check out Yonsi. If you like Sigur Rós, you'd, you'd like Yonsi. Uh, it's the lead singer. And, but it's a, it's much more like sort of pop stuff, uh, but still like sung in Icelandic and yeah. stuff. And, Huge fan. Um, yeah, so he's – that uh, album that he did a while ago was, uh, I'd say, a little bit of an influence on this one as far as like just the rhythm, like the beat, kind of the tempo, just kind of that uh, four on the floor kind yeah. of feeling. And, yeah, I can um, see that. It was one that was like, so often I will write a song, like a melody that, you know, initially it typically doesn't really have lyrics. I might just have gibberish or just kind of stand in lyrics to begin with. And that melody um, was, you know, there's not really a lyric to it. The uh, the chorus, the whoa, 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 it's just woes. Yep. And uh, so, you know, part of me was like, I got to put something there. And then it was, you know, I kind of just ended up being like, whatever. It's just a, it's just a vibe part. Like you can get whatever you want out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> so we were just singing. Whoa, that's the, <laughs> that's the lyric. So at the beginning of the pod, we talked about the music video for what we could have been. That was released this January. The track itself was released in fall of 2016. So Colin, is this a precursor to, Another EP, full length, um, any more singles coming down the pipeline? Can you elaborate? Um, I'm definitely uh, writing more proactively now. I don't have like a solid plan. I mean, my plan is to record more music. I just don't know what uh, that will look like ultimately. Um, uh, um, hopefully, I would love to do a full length. Like that, that would be 
if I could pick and choose, I would say, yeah, let's go in and do a full length yeah. uh, album and record it, you know, in the spring and summer and put it out in the winter. But, um, and of course I could probably put out a, a couple other things. I am putting out, uh, like a cover song here in a, in a couple months. So that'll be cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I would love to do a full length, um, whether or not that's like feasible, possible, I don't know yet. We're still figuring out. If not, I'll do another EP or something, or yeah. even just put out a couple songs. So the fans are more eagerly waiting. I know, I know. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to let anybody down. I know it's it's hard to go for so long on just you know six or seven songs uh, for like a year. Trust me, I know. Like I, <laughs> it's hard for me, you know, yeah. especially like planning a. A headlining show i'm like wow shit i only have like 40 minutes worth of material here to work with barely so uh yeah that's that's uh priority number one awesome. really is writing some new stuff awesome so colin recently i introduced a brand new segment to the pod called fan frenzy mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about your fans vesper team earlier Now, leading up to this interview, I went on Twitter and I asked your fans to tweet me questions for you, and we got an amazing response. Um, So everybody who retweeted and replied, I mean, we had nearly 100 questions in in less than an hour come through. It was was Mm -hmm. amazing, Uh, and it speaks to just the loyalty of your fans. Uh, So what I wanted to do now is uh, bring in the fan frenzy segments and... uh, give a shout out to a couple of your fans and and, awesome. and ask their questions cool absolutely all right so we have at nana's best friend asked what's your favorite candle scent <laughs> i think i saw that one <laughs> um pardon me i'm eating toast that's okay got. um favorite candle scent uh i like stuff that's very uh like musky like i think i've had like a there was one we got, I forget where it was from, maybe like anthropology or something that was like campfire ash. Yeah. And pencil shavings <laughs> and tobacco or something like that. Mm. Like those kind are my favorite, like earthy, yeah. pungent, uh, kind of natural. I love like cedar wood and yeah. uh, sandalwood and uh, woodsy stuff. I'm like, a, I'm a I'm big not incense super guy. into the like yeah yeah i've got some nog champa burning right now there there you go nice all right cool yeah. so candle scent good question there nana's best <laughs> friend question. um all right so we have at hatter 15 underscore mad asked if you were stranded on an island and you can only have three things you already have Ooh. food and water what would they be uh so three things i already own other than food and water Three things that you would you would have on this island that you're stranded mm-hmm. on, but you have food and water. Okay, okay. So I don't have to include those. Uh, so non-essentials for living, I suppose. Because <laughs> like, you have the essentials, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have to bring like some sort of uh, musical instrument. Like yeah. I'd, I'd probably bring a guitar, acoustic guitar. That's answer one. Uh, I would definitely bring... <laughs> A book, probably a Ray Bradbury uh, novel or collection of short stories because he's my favorite author. Nice. Um, or, and then three, uh, oh, you know, it's something to, uh, I'm a visual artist as well. And, I'd, you know, to kill the time, I'd love to do some drawing or painting. So I, I would take some sort of kit of papers 
uh, and paints and pencils. I'm sure you could probably make a pretty badass sandcastle too. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and explore uh, that kind of uh, medium. Oh of, yeah, for of sure. Art. Do some sand sculptures. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah. Who knows? It could be if, really. If incredible. I wasn't like spending my time just trying to not die. Yeah. And, uh, right. In your spare time. Food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one I really really laughed at. Um, so at Rosie FP two three one zero asked. Will you ever come to Mexico? We have tacos. <laughs> oh, wow. Very convincing. I was unsure after just the Mexico part, but right. now that I know there's tacos, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole new ballgame. Uh, I would love to go to them. Like, whenever anybody asks, like, that's literally dozens of times a day is, will you come here? When are you coming here? Do a ton you of questions here? came in with that, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, one, it's a great gauge to see where I should go and be like, okay, cool. Everybody's saying come here. I should definitely right. go there. That's like literally how uh, me and my booking guy have been planning tours right. through that. So that's really cool. I think they're, uh, I love hearing that. But also the answer is always, yes, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Every time right. I would love to come to wherever you live because I love traveling and I love seeing new cities and new countries. And so, yeah, I always want to come to those places. Mexico it's probably semi-doable as long as uh, this wall doesn't cause any issues. Seriously. Which Lord knows what's going to happen with that. But uh, I would pretty soon people are going to be trying to get over the wall from America into Mexico. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll see what the situation's like over there uh, at the border. Uh, yeah, I'll bring some people back with me. It's cool. You guys can <laughs> anybody, anybody's welcome. I'll help you out. I love it. Uh, um, now, you, you, there, with this taco thing, though, I got to ask, do, do you really like tacos or are people just really on the same page? Ask Because I had a, actually a few questions come through, like asking, like, what your Chipotle order would be. Like, <laughs> you know, do you like tacos? Is, is there something yeah, I'm missing? I feel like I've mentioned it just a couple times, like. And everybody, you know, yeah. Well, I do go out, like, I've probably, I suppose I've posted about going out for tacos okay. pretty often. I mean, they're uh, damn there's good. There's also a place, there's a place here in town where if you have, like, over a thousand followers or something on any of your social media and you post a picture of yourself or your tacos at this place, you get a free taco. And so oh. I go there semi-regularly and can post a picture and get a free taco. <laughs> so there's probably plenty of. I'm sure people have seen that, but yeah, of course, I, I think you'd be crazy to not love tacos. And I'm sure uh, some of the best I had was uh, in Mexico when I was like in high school. I went there on a trip and had some just straight up fish, grilled fish and like cilantro and onions mm. and a taco like right on the beach. And it was probably the best I've ever had. So. I'm getting really yes. hungry, Colin. We got to We got to move know, on man. from this topic. I'm not eating toast <laughs> right now like you. Okay. Um, Agreed. <laughs> so turn away joseph asked okay real important question what is your new dino pal named i think uh, he's referencing <laughs> the dinosaur tattoo right yes yeah i got a dinosaur tattoo on sunday he's a cute little guy yeah i think so too i <laughs> he's an unexpected new friend it was a bit of a spontaneous trip uh i literally just kind of thought of it on the way there and uh yeah i don't know what to name him i i was asking people last night on instagram live for some suggestions and I got some good ones. Uh, I was saying there that I feel like uh, the whole like naming a pet a very normal name ironically is sort <laughs> of played out now and now I want like a crazy 
unique name like i don't ulysses or something that's not because it's like funny you know it was funny to like name your dog kevin right because of its like the you know the juxtaposition of like a very normal average name with right. a pet is, is funny or it's like a human name more more than a pet name so vesper so team you know send send your um send your suggestions to uh, keep them coming he's yeah. unnamed yeah let's let's figure this out i want to know what the dinosaur's name ends up being so uh keep it going i still don't know the gender actually either so i'm, <laughs> open, to I'm open to girl names well let let's let the dinosaur decide that um for, for yeah. him or herself right Absolutely. <laughs> um, at Schuler underscore sites asked, are you a morning or nighttime showerer? And that's a weird word to say. I practiced it a few times. Showerer. <laughs> showerer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I am both. It depends on what I'm doing that day. Like if I, it, it, it depends on when I like plan a workout and yeah. you know, if that's going to be in the morning or evening, uh, definitely when I play shows, on the road, I like to shower at night after doing that because I'm always quite sweaty. So, <laughs> whichever works. I, I do like how much it wakes you up in the morning, though. That's Absolutely, it is a nice, uh, nice feeling when you first get out of bed. Um, all right, so I we've think got that was Skyler. Just to just to correct, I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Oh, m- maybe I uh, messed that one up. So my apologies, oh, there, Skyler. Um, <laughs> It is tough podcasting these days. Um, well, it's hard to like read name. Like, there's so many very creative yes. you know names <laughs> yeah it's like i don't and you never you, you only just ever read them so like a format like podcasting is so different because you have if you have to read like you're kind of translating internet which is very <laughs> difficult to do you know? it is a language of itself yes this is yeah. true thank you I, I feel better about it now um we've got mm-hmm. two more for you so at okay. fight for purpose asked what's been a definitive moment in your career so far Oh man, I saw that one last night, and I considered it for a few minutes, uh, <laughs> and I didn't come up with I, I think what I was thinking. It's was, like an open was, book test, Colin. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. Uh, I was like, there, there. I feel like there will be like definitive moments. Honestly, I think this hometown show will be a a, a remarkable yeah. moment. Um, maybe. Uh, Definitive, I feel like, means to define something, which uh, maybe isn't the right word. So maybe just like significant yeah. moments is a little more uh, appropriate. Like, so I think significant moments. I feel like I've had just a series of them over the past few months, and that's come from playing these shows, like going to these cities that I've never been to, and seeing how many people show up and that's every time I'm surprised and thrilled and it's very significant like it does so much for me like it just boosts my resolve to to keep playing and stuff so those are all I wouldn't call them small moments but they're they're significant moments that are sort of peppered through my uh, my weeks uh, over the past few months so those are significant uh other thing, I mean, like putting out that what we could have been video, like, uh, was very significant for yeah. me. Like, it just I got to show all these cool people that have kind of been around and involved for a little while and have been affected enough by this music that I've made that they were compelled to, you know, join in and uh, just do something fun that's a part of it. And I've, so that was pretty significant too. 
And uh, we've got one more here for the the fan frenzy segment. Again, I want to thank everybody who sent their questions. There were so many to choose from, um, and they were all really, really great. So thank you for that. Um, We have at Carmen Bieber 115 asked any crazy fan stories. (laughs) I saw this one last night, too, and I was thinking about it. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Not. Oh, yes. I think somebody asked it on Instagram Live, and I like almost was about to tell him a story. It was from a House of Heroes tour, but I decided against it. I think I'll still do that. But <laughs> no, not crazy fan story. There's, there's from Vespertine, none yet. Like everybody has been so. Have you just set the bar? Super cool. What's that? Have you just set the bar now? Are you challenging them? <laughs> that everybody has to be cool, <laughs> or that they have to come up with a crazy one? Yeah, there, there. Maybe this is now the challenge: is to. Uh, I, I prefer. Uh, unique over crazy there we like, go yeah do something yeah like make your you know creative make me unique. remember you for sure you know yeah uh, I crazy love, has I a love... bad kind of connotation to it yeah I, I, <laughs> exactly I, I yeah. feel you no yeah i haven't i mean fortunately i haven't had uh, any crazy people or encounters yet so that's <laughs> i'm grateful for that so your fans are just really great people so keep being great people do good things for exactly. others and uh yeah. keep the support alive for vespertine awesome so that was the newer segment fan frenzy uh colin thanks for participating and answering the questions i think it went very well good new segment <laughs> keep it going i'm going to thank you um so uh colin we're at the point in the episode um, where sometimes tears are shed, and and, and that's Uh-oh. because we have to start to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a great conversation. I really do appreciate the time. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on, so I, I dig you being on here. Is there anything of course. you want to say to your fans or add before we go? Man, uh, we covered so much. I feel like I don't get to do a ton of interviews. Uh, I mean, I'm doing more and more, but uh, there uh, just here and there now. So it's cool to talk about it and it's cool to, uh, just talk about the music and all the people involved. Um, and I just want that to be known more. So it just feels good to talk about it. And I hope we, uh, covered a lot i feel like we covered a lot and i we sure did talked about pretty much everything you know that i wanted to i guess like (laughs) yeah i just i my goal is just to meet even more people and bring more people along and um i can tell that you know just from the people that are here now that um there's something to to grab onto uh, in in the music and i of course just want to open that to anybody and everybody and i'm really grateful for just like the the spirit behind all my fans uh right now they're all very uh just open people that are very like kind and welcoming and accepting and i think that's just like that inspires me too so we need more of that uh so keep it going uh february the 17th in columbus uh vespertines headlining the hometown show what's the venue name again uh, rumba there we go rumba so uh check them out there and um colin thank you so much for your time today i'm looking forward to seeing uh what 2017 uh brings from vespertine absolutely thank you angela that was fun once again i want to thank colin from vespertine for joining me here on the spinning thoughts podcast if you're in columbus ohio on February the 17th, make sure you head over to Roomba Cafe because you can check out Vespertine 
in their very first hometown headlining show. While you're checking out Vespertine, check out the Spinning Thoughts podcast on Twitter at Spin Thoughts Pod. You can check us on Facebook and SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Our website is spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts podcast, this is Angelo. Keep on rocking, everybody. Peace out. in the middle